unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Is God real? Prove it to me. You don't have an answer for that. That's, you know, going to be able to convince somebody else. Sometimes you just have to say, look, this is what I believe and you can believe what you want to believe. That's cool. We can still be friends and, you know, go watch Bill and Ted together. Welcome back to another episode of Saints Unscripted with me, Taylor, and David. And David, I just need to say, it's so good to have you back in here. Why, thank you, Taylor. It's, I mean, I love Justin to death, but like, we need some more voices, some more opinions. We haven't done many episodes together. Normally, no. he's behind the, the camera for the Faith and Belief series. Yeah, that's like the only time I see you. Well, I'm glad you're in front of the camera now. More and I don't ever get to add anything to Faith and Beliefs. Uh, now's your chance. I know. Because today we're talking about Faith and Beliefs. Recently on Instagram, we uh, sent out an inquiry for your questions that we're going to talk about today. Some of them, there were a lot, so we're not going to get around to all of them. But, as much uh, as we would like to. If you don't know what Faith and Beliefs is, uh, so that's the little series that you'll see my face on there. Um, it is the scripted part of Saints yes. Unscripted. And whenever somebody points this out in the comment section, I'm going to refer them back to this very line. The episodes for this segment are pretty much totally scripted. I write the scripts and we talk about different uh, things from church history yeah, and usually, controversial topics and doctrine. And, yeah. and usually then, like really difficult questions or just like the really cool fun facts. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically... Two extremes. <laughs> yeah. And then Taylor's the guy that edits those together. So all of his cool animations and movie references and stuff are just coming out of his brain. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess one question that that I think a lot of people have that maybe we'll cover before this is um, just, I guess this is me asking, setting myself up for this question. Is that weird? You can ask, ask your own question. question. That's fine. A lot of people are wondering what it's like to be as... Um, entrenched entrenched that's a good word in the controversial aspects of our faith yeah and like what's it like how do you how do you keep your faith how do you keep a testimony through that um and that kind of like i so i'll i i've kind of at this point heard it all i mm. feel like when it comes to like accusations you think against so? Against the church. There's nothing that I don't somebody could be, say? I don't want to be arrogant. Obviously, they're pretty good, but... Almost. They can be arrogant. And arrogance can be a big problem. Maybe there's something, but as far as, like, the main stuff, I've pretty much heard it all, I think. Um, That's crazy. And that doesn't mean I'm an, ex an expert by any means on it all. Uh, I guess for faith and beliefs, kind of my method is research it and research it and research it. And then I feel like I, it's really important for me to come to a place where I have worked out the kinks and come to terms with the issue before I can write something to help you guys yeah. come to terms with it, right? Because the benefit about your position is you're not just researching all the anti-stuff. Like, you're you're addressing both sides of the issue because you need to know what the anti-argument is and then you also need to 
know what the LDS argument is. So you're right. getting both sides of everything, which I think is a valuable thing to do for anyone researching. Yeah, and that doesn't mean I'm not biased, right? Like, obviously, I'm a Latter-day Saint. I'm, it's funny because a lot of people... It'd be weird people, if you weren't biased. Well, like, a lot of people say, like, no, I want to hear this from someone who isn't a Latter-day Saint, but, like, who also isn't, like, anti-Latter-day Saint. But, like, then if they, like, come to a position where they agree with the Latter-day Saints, then a lot of times they become a Latter-day Saint, and then they're a Latter-day Saint. And, like, and then they become biased. And, th and then, yeah, and then you don't trust them anymore. Anyways, it's just this weird situation, but... When it comes to faith, there are always, like, two sides, right? Yeah. And people have had almost 200 years now to cook up any argument they can against the Book of Mormon or against our faith, which, I mean, happens to every faith as well. Like, like Protestants, you know, are doing the same thing with Catholicism and vice versa. And, and so it's not anything that's unique to, to Latter-day Saints. And that's something you need to remember, like, when you're entrenched in this stuff is that, yes, there are all of these arguments against the Latter-day Saint faith. But if you are like, okay, I'm done with this faith and I'm going to be a born-again Christian, you're just going to find a new set of things against the born-again Christians. And then you're like, okay, this is too overwhelming. I'm going to be a Catholic now. And then you find a whole other set of questions against Catholicism. So, like, it's, it's, it's a universal thing, but I think oftentimes, as Latter-day Saints, we get so focused and defensive um, about our faith that we lose that wider perspective and we panic, right? Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic! We freak out because we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't learn this in seminary. I didn't learn this in Sunday school. What do I do? Yeah. And what would your advice be? I mean, because watch you faith and of, beliefs. There you go, watch faith and beliefs. <laughs> but like a lot of, because like I kind of choose what I want to research and do these videos about, but you just kind of get this conveyor belt of information, information. at you. <laughs> What's it like for you to be thrust into the the trenches as well with this oh, stuff? Well, because mine's a little bit different because I'm not trying to come up with the arguments themselves. Like, you've already done all that. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not doing all the research because everything that shows up in Faith and Beliefs, like, that's stuff that I had to go and find. And usually you have to pick it up in, like, the darker sides of... Uh, at least in the process of looking for the material, you come across all the, the same arguments and all the same things. But I, I think... Um, for me, it's just, I take everything with a grain of salt. Um, even like, even like the, the super biased church sources I take with a grain of salt. Cause I know that at some point somebody always embellishes something, um, whether for good or bad. And I just, I know my relationship with God. I, I understand the way that God works. I feel like, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of of what kind of a of a being he is, and uh, I wait. I, I don't ever come to a conclusion hmm. at, at first. Like I could come across material, I'm like, but there's probably an answer for that, and I just sort of uh, let it sit on the back burner. And usually, I am able to come to grips with it in a way that is healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like I accept that it. Yes, it happened, but it also doesn't mean that God isn't there. That God didn't call this man that God didn't 
you know, direct this work. Um, because people are flawed, people are, uh, they make a lot of mistakes, and that's all God has to work with, and I'm sure he wouldn't have written world history the way that it turned out, but that's the way that it turned out, and I think that's that's more of our fault than it is God's, so. Yeah, and it's also interesting, just like, well, if you have the paradigm of, like, leaders can be flawed and still be called of God, like, that takes care of, honestly, a 75% lot, a lot of, of all of the qualms <laughs> that people have about the church. But it's also interesting how many things that like people are like, ah, Latter-day Saints, gotcha. But then like the same thing happens in the Bible and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like there's some bias going on here. Cause like, for instance, like we did the episode on, um, oh, uh, Mark Hoffman and mm-hmm. the salamander letter. Right. And a lot of people were like, if, Gordon B. Hinckley was a prophet of God. He would have been able to discern. Yeah, why didn't God tell him that the salamander letter was a hoax? And I thought about that, and I was like, it's important to understand where people are coming from, and obviously Mm -hmm. people with that question are coming from a perspective where their paradigm and expectations of a prophet are different than what our expectations of a prophet are. But then you think about, you know, the Bible. You've got the prophet Jacob, right? And his 11 sons, and he should know his sons better than anyone, they come to him and they say, oh yeah, remember remember your son Joseph? He got eaten by an animal, and here's his coat. And so you could say the same, and, and what does Jacob do? How does he respond? He says, oh, my son's been eaten by a wolf or whatever. <laughs> like, he's totally convinced that these people, his own sons, are telling the truth. Yeah. And he, he doesn't, like, and you ask yourself, you know, if Jacob was a prophet, why yeah. didn't God tell him that his own sons were lying to him and that or, Joseph was alive? And or, just even, like, <clears throat> or even, like, in the case of Isaac, when he gave the birthright to Jacob, like, all Jacob did was just wear fur on his head and somehow <laughs> Isaac was convinced that that was his hairier son. Like, yeah, don't you just, know your children? <laughs> just things like that where you're like, yes. okay, I think that... I don't know. I do feel like, again, every religion has those arguments against them. I do feel like we take a, an in, disproportionate amount of flack for our beliefs, which I find interesting because, like, when you think about our doctrine, the worst that we can tell you for from an internal perspective is, oh, you're going to end up in a kingdom of heaven and be happy. Bummer. You know, like, and, and, and then we get all this flack for all these other aspects of know, our history. And we're stuff, so evil. Which is fine. Like, you can do that. Like, you've got your, your views and stuff. But, like, then you've got, you know, these other people. And I'm not going to name names because every religion is different. And I don't want people to feel bad and stuff. But, like, you've got faiths that are like, if you don't believe this stuff, you're going to suffer in hell for eternity. Yeah. Even if you were just mistakenly misled. Yeah. You know? And you're just like... But if you don't, like, and, and and they're fine, you know? But, like, we get all this crap for, like, believing that people are going to be... Co- anyway, <laughs> it's just, like, you need a broader perspective on some of these things. And when you look at our doctrines, I think we get caught up so much in these little issues or even bigger issues in church history that we forget just how marvelous and beautiful our doctrines are. They're so amazing when you look at them and... and you compare them with, you know, what other options are out there. And that's not to say that other people don't have great doctrines and stuff. But for me, at least, I just feel that there's there, there was a question on here. 
Uh, yeah, let's, from, let's address some of these questions. This is from Pente Saint. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, they put in the question, if you weren't a Latter-day Saint, what faith would you be? And if I think about that, like, that's a great question because understanding our doctrines and then looking what else is out there, like, I don't see anything that really resonates with me as far as the differences go. The similarities, like Jesus Christ, we all believe in Jesus Christ, that's awesome. But as far as the things we get different, that we're different on, Latter-day Saint, Doctrine is where it's at for me. I know. I if I if I wasn't a Latter Day Saint, like I would have to be completely atheist. Guys, welcome to Three Mormons. We've got our friend George on the show, and George is an atheist. Hello. Mm. Like I would have to just abandon everything because I've had so many experiences with God um, that have brought me to conclusions about Latter Day Saint doctrine or things that uh, things in the Latter Day Saint doctrine that taught me about experiences that I was having and that completely made sense if it turned out that that wasn't real then i would have to come to the conclusion that it was all in my head that it was all made up and that there is no god that there is no anything yeah. like I, I would have no choice because the just because of the experiences that i've had in the church that have been so so powerful and so i don't know faith confirming yeah it reminds me of the question uh that christ poses to his disciples in the new testament Will ye also go away? Right? And Peter says something that resonates with me so much. Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You know, but anyways, obviously, those are our opinions on it. And uh, we, of course, respect those of other faiths. Uh, what other questions do we have on here? I really, <laughs> we've done a few videos on... Brigham Young related things. Mm. Do you believe that the discourses of Brigham Young are doctrine? And if not, why? Mm. This might be like a an on a fringe response, uh, but it honestly, and it's gonna sound like I'm maybe a Jack Mormon a little bit, but almost any prophet um, at any given time, things that they said may or may not have had cultural influence, right? Yeah. And there's always inspiration there. And God uh, calls his prophets, and they do exactly what he needs them to do in the time that they're called. But I, I do also believe that sometimes Latter-day Saint leaders, Brigham Young particularly, uh, can say things that are definitely not from God. And that doesn't mean that they're a false prophet, and it doesn't mean that God is going to annihilate them and, you know, replace them. Yeah. Uh, it just means that that is not a big enough issue right now. The things that I need Brigham Young for are bigger than this statement he made in a single discourse. So, again, it goes back to the grain of salt. You just got to take things that Brigham Young said with a grain of salt. Be like, well, nothing else in Latter-day Saint doctrine reflects this at all. So that's probably, you know, yeah. <laughs> probably just a, a weird opinion. And you have to, like, this This is a good question, because obviously, okay, so is everything in the Journal of Discourses doctrine? Obviously not. Like, no. we've talked about that. We've talked about blood atonement, and we've referenced the Journal of Discourses, and then we've talked about churches' responses to some of these things. And uh, I think the vast majority of it is doctrine, but we tend to not focus on the vast majority of it. We, t we focus on the little things. The weird stuff. Yeah, the weird stuff that don't align with everything else that noticeably don't align with everything else, which is why a lot of people just kind of shrug it off. But, but uh, 
you know, maybe antagonists have grabbed those things and are constantly throwing them up, you know, in our faces, which is, you can do that. Um, I think what matters the most, what God cares about the most is like the central teachings of Jesus Christ. Right. Like, is this prophet teaching true doctrine about the Lord Jesus Christ? Did he come? Did he save us? Did he suffer? Did he die? Was he resurrected? Uh, do we have to have faith? Do we have to repent? Like all those things are really what God truly cares about. And the rest are like bonuses or just ignore that. <laughs> and again, it goes back to what your paradigm is of a prophet. We've done faith and beliefs episodes on this. Mm-hmm. If you think that a prophet has to be perfect and that like he's God's never going to allow them to make a, a incorrect statement, then uh, then this is going to be a problem for you. But if that's not your paradigm, then you're going to be fine. And if you go to Brigham Young, there are times when he says, and I'll find these quotes for you, and we can put them in his B-roll, but there are times where he says, yeah, I've said things incorrectly. And there, there you, you go. go. Done. Okay, <laughs> okay so um, another question from Huffleshucks. That's a wonderful name. <laughs> Uh, how do you respond to the rumored laws Joseph Smith broke? We did episodes about these. We've done them yep. about his 18... Uh, 28 court trial. We'll put a thumbnail up. Is that Josiah Stoll? Uh, yes, Josiah okay. Stoll. And then there's also one that probably applies to the Kirtland Safety Society, which we'll also throw an episode up for. Um, honestly, it, in, it doesn't super bother me. In general, I just it goes back, if you expect God's prophets to all be perfect and live perfect lives... Uh, this is the wrong place for you. <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of cases... Like, and that's okay. And in a lot of cases, he's trying to keep the laws, and obviously the law was not exactly impartial towards him, as it wasn't towards Jesus either. But yeah, another question... Then, how do you not get the negative and controversial things stuck? get in your head? Mm. And that's why Natsuki Footy Mason. <laughs> um... These names are just cracking me up. Yeah. Uh, I think patience is really important. Patience. Um, and it's okay to have questions. It's okay yeah, to, you know, not know the answer. I mean, I think ever since I was a missionary, I've had controversial things sitting in the back of my head. But you don't let that determine your actions. You don't let that determine whether or not you have faith. Like, you base faith off of, you know, your experiences with God. And uh, like Jeffrey R. Holland always says, lead with your faith, you know. Yeah. Um, and those issues, you keep them on the back burner. And eventually you actually get them, you can get them resolved. Yeah. Or sometimes you don't. But also remember that like no matter where you are, you're going to have a set of these controversial issues. Like if I'm in another faith, you know, a controversial issue for me is going to be, you know, why do I believe that two thirds of humanity are going to an eternal hell, you know? Uh, And that's going to be a heavier question on my mind than, (laughs) you know, Joseph Smith's. Why did Joseph Smith dig for money? Yeah. Anyways, but they're all valid questions, right? And, and that leads to another question. What do you do when you can't answer an anti-Mormon's uh, accusation? That's from Watts Joseph 92. I think it is so important. Again, in our faith, we can say, like, you don't have to believe what we believe, and we still think you can be happy, and you're not going to suffer for eternity. And that empowers me to be super okay with not being able to answer you know, questions from antagonists. Uh, and, and But that said, it is super important uh, also, and I think this is also something that our faith allows us to do, to disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. You know, I think that's so important. And 
And I think when it comes to these like anti-Mormon accusations, just the phraseology of that is very us versus them, which I don't think we need. We need to avoid that, especially because if somebody is coming from a position of I'm accusing you of something, they're not necessarily asking for understanding. They're putting you in a corner and seeing what you'll do. They're trying to make you realize that you were wrong. Right, exactly. And so that's not even an audience, like that's not your audience. That's not who you're wanting to, you know, preach. the. Of course, you want to preach the gospel to everyone, but you want to preach it to people who are open-minded, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So in those situations, just lead with what you know and call it to a close. Like, you're you're under no obligation to answer their questions. Yeah, and if you don't have an answer or if there isn't an answer, you can say that. There's no problem with that. And the fact is when it comes to faith that's going to happen. Like, that's unavoidable. Like, is God real? Prove it to me. You don't have an answer for that. That's, you know, going to be able to convince somebody else. Sometimes you just have to say, look, this is what I believe, and you can believe what you want to believe. That's cool. We can still be friends and, you know, go watch Bill and Ted together. Excellent! Heck yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff we didn't get to. A lot of great questions on here. Um... Yeah. Maybe we'll do another episode in the future. Yeah, I I would certainly enjoy doing another episode, answering more questions specifically, spending more time mm-hmm. on them. So if you guys would like to see something like that, let us know. And if you have further questions, just let us know in the comments, and maybe we'll jump into the comments and yes. see what we can do there for you. But, but also follow us on Instagram just in case we do post another one of these, because this is where we get the questions from, is right. from the Instagram feed. Right. So if you want to submit a question... That's the place to go. Cool. Right on. Well, goodbye. Anything else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.